under my feet Every lie he speaks is defeated The enemy is under my feet Every lie he speaks is defeated everyone, let's all stand together. Amen. Turn to your neighbor and say, I'm glad you're here tonight. Let's have church together. Praise God. Praise God. So glad that you are here. We've come to worship the Lord. Would you lift your voices to the Lord and let's ask God's blessing tonight upon this house. Father, we thank you in the name of Jesus. You're such a good God to us. We thank you, Lord. For your blessing, Lord, already, God, you were here before we got here, Lord. Hallelujah, hallelujah. I pray you would have your way in the name of Jesus. Oh, Lord, let your spirit fill this place. Hallelujah, hallelujah. Have your way in everything, God. In Jesus' name we pray. Worship with all your heart. God bless. Let 
side tonight hallelujah I know life is still life even with Jesus I know that uh, sometimes we go through things sometimes we may be in the fire but the flames aren't going to touch us we may be in the river it might come close to, we might think we're going to drown but we're not going to drown he's beside us he's got us covered and I am thankful thankful that Jesus is on our side tonight thank you you can be seated I'm here to take your prayer tonight. I have one card that uh, was from this morning for uh, Abigail Holt. She may have a staph infection, it says, and that was put in by Brother Elijah. Um, let's remember some of our other ones that we're always praying for. Uh, Chad Campbell, Sister Diane's mother, Diana's mother, and um, let's continue to remember my daughter. Amen. And uh, does anybody on my left have a pr- request? members Teresa and her family okay sister yes absolutely let's remember them tonight okay by on my right let's remember the safe travels Brother, let's remember Sister Mitzi tonight. She's sick. Brother Tim. Let's remember this tonight. Amen. Anybody else? Sister Marilyn. Let's remember this tonight. Amen. Let's all stand. He is a prayer answering God. Let's just all pray right out and remember these. Lord Jesus, we bring these needs to you tonight, God. Lord Jesus, for those that are sick in body. Lord Jesus, those that need a, that need a touch from you, God. We just ask, Lord Jesus, that you would just have, Lord Jesus, your hand upon them, God. We pray for safe travels, Lord Jesus. We pray for our neighbors, God. Lord Jesus, we speak healing to them, God. Lord Jesus, and we just pray, Lord, that you would just have your way, God. Lord Jesus, we thank you, God. Lord, we thank you, Jesus. We give you praise, Lord. We give you praise, God. We thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Pray for Sister Mitzi, Lord Jesus, that you would just touch her, God. Lord Jesus, we pray for Chad, Lord Jesus, and we pray that you would just have your hand upon him, touch him, God. Heal him, Lord Jesus, and we just thank you, God. Hallelujah, hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Continue to worship. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. There's an anthem rising from the ashes. There's an army rising up today. Let the praises ring from every mouth. Thank you. 
Lord. Praise the Lord. You may be seated. Amen. Amen to God. Asking our ushers to come at this time. We're going to receive your Sunday evening tithing and offering. God bless you as you give tonight. Amen to God. Praise the Lord. We want to pray. Let's invite God's blessing upon this that is given tonight. If you have your offering, let me remind those that maybe are online that desire to give. You can go to our website, palmyraupc.com, and find a link to giving online. You're able to do that. You can also mail to the church, the church name, at 1210 South Home Street, Palmyra, Missouri, 63461. That also is on the website. Amen. And uh, Or you can call the church, and we can receive it over the phone by way of card. and uh, Or you can give here at church. Amen. And if you, by chance, are active in the service and don't have the liberty to come at the time of giving the offering, we have the offering box at the back of the sanctuary, and you're able to drop that in at any time. Amen. Before or after service. Praise God. Would you lift it to the Lord? Let's pray God's blessing upon it. Father, we come to you thanking you for your blessing, your goodness, your mercies you have bestowed upon us. And now we bring our tithe, our offerings to you today. Thank you, Lord. You're so good to us. We ask your blessing in Jesus' name. Amen. God bless you as you bring your tithe and offering tonight. Would you bring it?
somebody say praise the Lord. Amen to God. We, you're blessed tonight because he loves you. Amen. Because he cares. Those words of that song express it so very well and I'm grateful for it. Hallelujah. I want to remind you Wednesday night Bible study. Let's come Expecting great things in this service. I so appreciate the hunger for God's word that this church congregation has, a desire for God's word. Wednesday nights are great, great services. Amen. And we've been having some wonderful attendances on Wednesday night. Appreciate that so very much. And we look forward to Wednesday night church. Praise the Lord. I'm going to enter right into the word of the Lord tonight. If you would take your Bibles and turn with me to the book of 1 Corinthians chapter 1. 1 Corinthians chapter 1. And uh, uh, I want to uh, read a few verses beginning with verse 18. 1 Corinthians chapter 1. And uh, verse 18, then I'm going to go to Hebrews chapter 4 and read one verse, verse 12. 1 Corinthians chapter 1 and verse 18, it says, For the preaching of the cross is to them that perish foolishness, but unto us which are saved it is the power of God. For it is written, I will destroy the wisdom of the wise and will bring to nothing the understanding of the prudent. Where is the wise? Where is the scribe? Where is the disputer of this world? Hath not God made foolish the wisdom of this world? For after that, in the wisdom of God, the world by wisdom knew not God. It pleased God by the foolishness of preaching to save them that believe. I'm going to the book of Hebrews chapter 4 and verse 12. Hebrews chapter 4. Just one verse, verse 12. For the word of God is quick and powerful and sharper than any two-edged sword, piercing even to the dividing asunder of soul and spirit and of the joints and moral, and is a discerner of the thoughts and intents of the heart. Praise God. Would you pray with me and let's invite God's blessing tonight. Father, we thank you for the word. Speak into our hearts, Lord, to our salvation. 
We give you praise. We ask in Jesus' name, amen. God bless you, and you may be seated. We are saved. Amen. The Bible speaks of salvation in past, present, and future tense. The Bible tells us that uh, ye were saved. That is past tense. The Bible says ye are saved. That is present tense. And the Bible tells us uh, of our salvation to come. Amen. That is future tense. And so salvation, amen, you are were saved, but we are continuing to be saved. Amen. And we believe that we are going to be saved when he comes. That is our hope and that is our desire. I remember in the as a as a child, as a youth in the church I grew up in, there was an elder, I will name him, and some of you will remember Andrew Keller. Some of you will remember Andrew Keller. And I remember in those days, we regularly had what we called testimony services. And there was a period of time during the service when there would uh, people were given opportunities to, to testify. Amen. And, and, uh, we, we just, uh, we waited on them. If there was nobody standing, Sister Albert would begin to sing a chorus and then we'd stop and we'd wait again for somebody to stand up and testify. And finally, Brother Albert would say, well, let's change. Amen. And, and, uh, we'd, we'd go on to the next order of the service. Amen. But, uh, uh, Brother Keller, would often testify and he would say things sometimes the same things so often that uh, as a child I remember we would play church at home myself and my sisters and we would testify Barbara and we'd testify like one of the saints that we heard at church and we'd give their same testimony amen one of the things that he said, though, that still I'm still reminded today, and it says, I, I won't be saved until I hear those pearly gates click behind me. Amen. He knew the importance that it's not just what I was yesterday. It's not just what I am today, but it's what I am when he calls me home. Amen. That's the important thing. I want to be saved. Can somebody say amen? The scripture tells us in 1 Corinthians chapter 1, the apostle Paul wrote concerning preaching. He wrote concerning preaching. He said, for the preaching of the cross is to them that perish foolishness. Isn't it something that in such a simple statement you have a uh, a, a comprehension of the world's view of what we are doing tonight. Amen. The preaching of the cross is to them that perish foolishness, but unto us which are saved, it is the power of God. Praise God. Aren't you glad that uh, we can know 
what we do today uh, and that we recognize what we are doing uh, uh, and the preaching of the cross uh, is to us uh, uh, the, uh, the power of God. Amen. We have a different view than what the world uh, views. We have a different viewpoint than what the the world views. Amen. We believe uh, that there is uh, uh, some uh, great things, uh, and we believe uh, that there are some truths that the world may not understand, uh, but we understand. Can somebody say amen? Uh, We know by the scripture uh, uh, some things that only uh, uh, we're blessed with today uh, in this Scripture in First Corinthians uh, chapter eight. Uh, you read in chapter eight, uh, Paul wrote uh, about some things about understanding one God, and the Scripture says in verse four, in First Corinthians eight and verse four, as concerning therefore the eating of those things offered in sacrifice unto idols. We know that an idol is nothing in the world and that there is none other God but one. Now, who who's saying this? He said, we know, we know there is none other God but one. For though there be that are called gods, whether in heaven or or in earth, as there be God's many and Lord's many. But to us, he often referred to what we know, amen, what we understand. He was writing to the church at Corinth, the saints that were at Corinth. And he said, but to us, there is but one God. To us there is but one God, the Father of whom are all things, and we in him. And one Lord Jesus Christ by whom are all things, and we by him. How be it there is not in every man that knowledge. Aren't you glad that you know who Jesus is today? And somebody ought to say amen. We are glad to know who Jesus is. He said, but unto us, I'm back in 1 Corinthians 1, unto us which are saved, it is the power of God. He went on to say, for it is written, I will destroy the wisdom of the wise and will bring to nothing the understanding of the prudent. In verse 20, he said, where is the wise? Where is the scribe? Where is the disputer of this world? Hath not God made foolish the wisdom of this world? The Amplified Version for verse 20 says, Where is the wise man, the philosopher? Where is the scribe, the scholar? Where is the investigator, the logician, the debater of this present time and age? Has not God shown up the nonsense and the folly of this world's wisdom There may be somebody listening to me 
tonight that is of the persuasion that they're not sure. Amen. I want you to know, friend, you can be sure. Amen. That what, uh, uh, what God's uh, wisdom is, uh, is the wisdom that will save you. Uh, it's the wisdom that will keep you. Uh, amen. Uh, and the wisdom of the world uh, is uh, nonsense uh, and folly. Uh, going on in verse 21, it says, for after that in the wisdom of God, the world by wisdom knew not God. It pleased God by the foolishness of preaching to save them that believe. Amen. You see, in their wisdom, they view preaching as foolishness. But it is this foolishness, according to them, it is this foolishness that the Lord chose as the means to save us. You say, Pastor, I was saved sometime. I could tell you the calendar date. I can take you to the place where I got saved. Friend, I'm going to tell you, you're being saved right now. You're being saved by the preaching of the word. You're being saved by the word of God. It is preaching that saves us. It is anointed preaching that saves us. What a difference it does for us. Thank God. I consider myself blessed. I consider myself honored that the Lord would choose me. He would call me to preach this gospel. From the time of just a youth, amen, in your class, Brother Nelson, as a youth, God called me to preach the gospel. And I I, I chose to obey that calling, and I have followed that calling, and, and today I am glad that I did. Praise God. I, I want to stand around that throne someday, and I want to see others that I preach to. Amen. And they found God. I want to stand there someday. Paul wrote and, and he testified and, and, and shared the importance of the preacher serving God and living for God. He said, if after I have preached to others, lest I myself become a castaway, there is no guarantee that just because I preach it, that I myself will be saved just because I preach it. I have to live it. I have to walk it. I have to talk it. I have to practice it myself. It's important that I do so. As it saves you, it saves me. The prophet wrote in the Old Testament, he said, I have delivered my soul. Amen. When you study that, you understand that the Lord gave him a directive. He said, you go preach it. You go tell it. You go proclaim it. And if they hear it, 
they'll be saved. Amen. But if they don't hear it, they won't be saved. But you will have delivered your soul. Amen. And so it's not a popularity contest. It's not a situation to where I'm going to preach it and tell it and and it's going to make me, if you agree to it, that's what's going to get me up there. No, my friend, we're in this together. Amen. I have to preach and we have to listen. We have to receive the word. We have to obey the word. Oh, the word is so important to us and we need the wisdom of God in our lives. Amen. Oftentimes when we hear the word, I look as a pastor. I observe as a minister of the gospel, especially as a pastor. I am. I observe and I look and and sometimes I become concerned by things that I see and what I may observe and what uh, what I I may become aware of in, in somebody's life and and oh it can be so uh, uh, distressful to see somebody not walking with God. I'm sure that you have. Uh, prayed for people and you have worked with people and and when you see them turn away from God it can be so uh, uh, so heartbreaking to see somebody not walking with God that, that ought to know better they ought to know what they ought to do and sometimes we have a tendency I know as a pastor I have through the years and and I know it's easy to do so but I'm reminded tonight uh, that it's important that I don't just try uh, to treat the symptom. Amen. It's like a sickness. Oftentimes when some body gets sick, uh, they show symptoms, uh, uh, maybe a fever, uh, uh, maybe a body ache. Uh, they've got some symptoms of something that's going on otherwise. Uh, they may have weight loss. Uh, they may have various things, and, and a doctor in his wisdom will look uh, after he has studied. He says, you know, uh, uh, I'm not telling you just to take two aspirins and call me in the morning. Uh, he says, I think we need to do some tests. I think we need to do some scans, some x-rays. I think we need to do a CAT scan. We need to have something further here to discover what it is. They tell us that there are certain cancers that when they inject the body with a certain medicinal fluid that enters into the veins, the blood, that that then they will scan the body and where there is cancer, it will light up. It's amazing. I don't know how they do that. I don't know who figured that out, but they are seeking and searching for something. Amen. The Lord brought this to my mind. I felt like it was the Lord. And he brought this to my mind and said, you know, too often when you just stand up and you 
preach about a matter. You preach about what you see, but you're not dealing with the heart. Amen. If you're not cautious, you'll be like the Pharisees that were clean outside, but within they were full of corruption. Amen. God said cleanse first that which is within the cup and platter that the outside may also be cleansed. Sometimes it's dealing with the source that we need to. The scripture tells us in the book of James chapter 5, it says, confess your faults one to another. It does not say confess your sins. Amen. And you've heard me say this before if you have come to this church much. But I repeat it again tonight. The difference is simply this. A person that confesses their sin would stand up and say, pray for me. I beat up my wife today. And that, my friend, is a sin. That is wrong. But that's not your problem, friend. Your problem is you have an uncontrollable anger. You need to be praying about your uncontrollable anger. Amen. If you get your anger in control, you won't be beating up your wife. You'll be treating her with respect and love. Amen. And so it's important that we know the difference between faults and sins. So the scripture says, brethren, if a man be overtaken in a fault, ye which are a spiritual restore such a one amen considering thyself lest thou also be tempted galatians 6 and 1 it's important that we understand about the source of the problem confess your faults, not your sin. Amen. Now, I'm not saying there's not a time when it's important to confess the sin. I'm just saying that if you don't deal with the fault, you're just dealing with the symptom. You're just taking an aspirin. You're just trying to get the fever down when you have a condition in your body that needs to be dealt with. Somebody say amen. We often tried to treat the symptoms taken aspirin but what is obvious to the touch or the sight that's what we want to take care of but you can't treat a cancer with an aspirin it takes much more than that a doctor will give you a scan that requires an injection that lights up where the cancer is do you know what the bible says the bible says the word of god is a discerner amen hebrews 4 and 12 says for the word of god 
is quick and powerful and sharper than any two-edged sword uh, piercing even to the dividing asunder of soul and spirit and of the joints and marrow and is a discerner of the thoughts and intents of the heart. Friend, when I look and see and someone may have an issue, they may have what could be considered a fleshly result that leads to sin. But it's more than that. Ah, you might be struggling with some things. You might be struggling with godliness. You might be struggling with holiness. You might be struggling with lust. You might be struggling with those things. But oh, friend, I'm going to tell you, I'm serving a God that knows how to deal with the heart of the matter. He can discern it. Amen. The Word of God reveals it. If you will hear it, I said if you will hear it, it will save you tonight. Amen. We're saved by the foolishness of preaching. We're saved by it. Hallelujah. It's more than just a feel good. It's more than take an aspirin, run the aisles, jump up and down, feel good, and walk back out in the world and feel like you can take care of the world. If you haven't taken care of the issue, it's going to come back. Amen. But oh, I'm here to tell you tonight, you can pray through it. Amen. You can get the word in your heart and it'll strengthen you and it'll help you. And the things that you've been struggling with, the Bible will cut that out. Amen. The word is a two-edged sword. I remember my dad, wherever he got it, it was a bayonet. It was a bayonet. And uh, I understood he brought it home with him from the war and uh, World War II. And I have, uh, you know, you just, uh, your hero is your daddy and and uh, the stories he tells. And so, yes, I was down in Hannibal this weekend. And I went and I didn't get on that ship. But I drove by, took pictures of it. It was pouring rain when we was there. So we was getting wet even trying to get a picture, you know, in the car. Uh, but uh, I wanted a picture of that because there was just a fascination with that. I said, man, the stories I've read and the things I've heard and the, the heroes that rode that thing and, and the thing, Brother Gordon, you know what I'm talking about. Uh, uh, though, you went to, on one of those? Man, there you go. That's the kind of heroes I'm talking about. And uh, it, they carry a story with it. Amen. Uh, there, there's something about it. <clears throat> but my dad brought home a, a, he brought home a bayonet. And, and that bayonet, <clears throat> it, it was an interesting thing. It was for battle. It was for, it was for combat that was within reach of the enemy. Amen. It was man-to-man combat. They explained to us. You see, it was. Uh, it had a, 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 a blade that was uh, sharp on one side. And 
on the other side, on the on the back side, uh, uh, it had a groove that was in that uh, uh, all the way down the side of us. Well, what is that for? The, that because uh, uh, because it, it would create a a, uh, a suction, for lack of a better word, and, and it would release uh, that uh, so that, that they could continue fighting, and and uh, and so it was for it was a, a matter of you you had to get in there and fight if you was going to uh, live because uh, you were facing somebody that wanted to. To take your life and and uh, and so I, you you'd look at that and I'd hold that thing and it was a heavy thing and and I, I looked at that but that's not what this is that's not what this is the Bible says this is uh, listen to this uh, uh, the scripture tells us uh, it's sharper than any two edged sword. You see that sword, my dad had had one edge sharp. You'd swing this way. It was for sticking it this way, but you didn't go through there like this, but listen to the word of God. It's sharper than any two edged sword. You see a two edged sword was sharp on both sides. You come in my office and I have a, it's a replica. It's not a real sword. I have children that look at it and they say, oh, is that sharp? And they want to touch the edge of it. No, it won't hurt you. That's why I've got it hanging in my office. Amen. But it is designed to show you that it is sharp on both sides. That's what it was. It's a two-edged sword. That sword is, it cuts this way. It cuts that way. Amen. No matter coming or going, it designed a man for fighting. It's designed for surgery. It's designed for saving. It's designed for protecting. I'm not trying to be morbid here tonight, but I'm telling you, you're, if you all have TV, your families have seen worse than what I just described to you on TV. Amen. I'm telling you that the Word of God is sharper than any two-edged sword. That means if you will hear it, if you will hear what I'm preaching, if you'll hear the Word of God, it'll divide. It's a discerner. It's a discerner of the thoughts and intents of the heart. Oh, when I've heard the preaching of God's word, if I've been dealing with something, I'm telling you, God will speak to me through the word. I'll say, that's my answer. I've been looking for that. It'll speak to me. It'll help me. I have a app that's on my phone and, uh, it's a uh, Holy Ghost radio um, and uh, uh, there's channels on that app and and uh, it's preaching channels it's music channel and and then there's various uh, languages uh, uh, foreign languages that they can have the preaching through that also but uh, naturally I don't go to that I stick to the two preaching and the music uh, but uh, I will sometimes go uh, to bed. The other night, I had a problem. I had something that was just on my heart. I had something that was just bothering me. I don't even remember what it was right now. It doesn't matter. All I know is I went to bed and I turned on that preaching app. Immediately, there was a preacher. And as he preached, the first words out of his mouth that I was hearing was the answer to what 
I needed. It encouraged me. It was exactly what I needed to hear. I felt encouraged. It was the word of God that was my answer. Friend, some people turn to psychs. They turn to 800 numbers. They turn, you can go down to Hannibal and you can go to a place and they will talk to your dead folks that you want to talk to. That's what they say they're going to do. I got news for you. They're not talking to nobody that passed away. Amen. They're talking to spirits and they're masquerading as somebody that you want to talk to. You don't need to mess with that. Don't you talk to it. Don't you mess with it. If you want an answer, pick up your Bible and start reading. Turn on the preaching of God's word. Amen. Oh, friend, there's plenty of sources where you can have the right thing. Amen. You need to have truth spoke to you. You don't need to turn on somebody that don't know truth. You, oh, the internet is full. YouTube is full. Somebody needs to hear me right now. There's all kinds of resources that you can go to that will not preach the truth to you. I say if they don't baptize in Jesus' name, I'm really not interested in too much. Why? Because baptism in Jesus' name is one of the most simplest doctrines to understand. And if they're not going to tell you right about that, why Why do I need to trust anything else? There's plenty of apostolic preachers that can preach the word to you. Amen. I don't want to welcome in false into my life. I want the truth of God's word because it'll speak to me. It'll give me direction and it'll help me. And if there's things in my life that I need to have trimmed out of me, spiritual surgery, this is when it takes place. It takes, oh, somebody ought to say amen. I'm telling you, we're going through a spiritual surgery when we hear the preaching of God's word. God knows how to find what don't belong there. He has already scanned you in a Holy Ghost x-ray and he's already given the directive through the preaching of the word to save you. But you have to submit yourself to lay yourself, if you would, on that table like you would with any surgeon and say, I'm trusting you. I want you to save my life. I want you to save my soul. Preach the word. Preach the word. That's what Paul told Timothy. He said, preach the word. Preach the word. It's easy to preach all kinds of things. It's easy to preach entertainment. It's easy to preach things that just tickle our ears. It's easy to do that. Oh, God, help us. I want to preach the word to the saving of our souls. Preach the word. Be instant in season and out of season. Who told you that you are only supposed to do it if you feel like it? I'm under a directive by heaven that says I got to do it. Amen. I've got to keep on doing it. It'll save my soul. It'll save my soul. Somebody say amen. John the Revelator had a message from the Lord. 
chapter 3 and verse 17 in Revelations to the church of Laodicea. He said something. He said, because thou sayest I am rich and increased with goods and have need of nothing and knowest not. I don't know. There's something about those words that just, they sort of pop off the page to me right now. You know not. He said, thou knowest not that thou art wretched and miserable and poor and blind and naked. You know not. If only you knew, if only you knew. What is it that's going to let me know? It's the searchlight of heaven. It's searching right now. It's God's word. It's shining upon us. It'll save you. It'll save you, it'll save you, it'll save you. Well, I don't like that preacher. I like this preacher. I don't like, you know what? We're in a preacher society culture that we like to think of him as good looking and tall. And we like his voice. I don't know how many people tell me that uh, I like your voice. Man, you've got, you're the voice of a preacher. They've told me things like that. And uh, uh, they say, you ought to be on radio. You know, your voice, your voice, your voice. And I'm thinking, I got a face for radio. That's why you want me on the radio. Amen. That's right. You don't see me. You just want to hear me. That's right. Praise God. Well, here I am trying to entertain you, keep you focused here. All right. I'm just telling you, folks, some people, that's what they want. We're almost like those that came seeking, uh, like I preached this morning, uh, uh, we're going to anoint a new king. Well, it must be this boy. It must be that boy. Any of these boys, not David, not David. Oh, but when he's described, he, he, he's ruddy. Uh, uh, you know, he, he's a good looking boy, but, but, uh, he, he's not like the others. Uh, that's right. He's not like them. I don't know what David looked like. I don't know what they considered, uh, uh you know, was, uh, was, was handsome, uh, but that's got nothing to do with it. Uh, some of the greatest messages I've ever heard is by people and, and ministers and preachers of the gospel. They were not there for their appearance sake. Amen. They had physical, uh, you know, uh, uh, things about them that was, uh, uh, it just was unsightly maybe to look at. Uh, Maybe their voice, uh, it was anything uh, that wasn't sounding like uh, what you expected to hear. Uh, But God used them anyway. The Lord spoke through them. I'm talking to somebody tonight. Amen. That ought to be open in your heart to what the Lord says. Because sometimes God has to wake us up. He's standing at the door like he did in Laodicea and knocking. And if any man will open the door. But you've got to hear it first. You've got to know that you need something. You've got to know that you pushed him out. You've got to understand the necessity of that. Amen. That's why is it not cleanse first the inside. Thou blind Pharisee, Matthew 23, 26, Jesus said, thou blind 
blind Pharisee. Oh, I wonder if they even saw it. No, they didn't know it. Thou blind. Why didn't he just say, you Pharisee? No, he said, you're a blind Pharisee. You don't even know your own condition. Then what do I do? You've got to hear somebody else. You've got to hear somebody else. Amen. Thou blind Pharisee, cleanse first that which is within. Cleanse first that which is within. It's not enough to work on the outside. That's what the Pharisees did. But they didn't see the heart the way God sees. Amen. And that's why, my friend, the most important thing that is happening Today is happening right now. It's the saving of your soul through the preaching of God's word. Would you lift your hand to the Lord? Hallelujah. God, I appreciate you. Amen. I appreciate your presence, Lord, your spirit. Amen. Music, please come. God, I thank you for the Holy Ghost. I thank you, Lord, for what you've done for us. Hallelujah. 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 You're everything I need and more. And I depend upon you. God, would you help us, Lord, that we can reach out to you and know. Lord, that you're at work in our life. Speak to me, Lord, through thy word, through thy word. Amen. Amen. Brother Guy Rome, great man of God from University City and Bridgeton later. What a man of God he was. Precious spirit. I was privileged to have him in Palmara once. We were blessed out on Lisa Road to have him come preach for us. He told the story. He said there was a young man that used to sit on the front row. And he'd hold his Bible. He'd hold it close to him. Steve, he'd say, I wish the Lord would speak to me. Oh, I wish the Lord would talk to me. He said he would talk to you if you'd open that Bible and let him talk to you. Get in the Word of God. Get in the Word of God. I read something. I share it with you if it's not new to you. That's all right. You can hear it again. Someone said something to the effect. They said, whenever you hear somebody say, you know, I'm just not being fed at that church I'm just not being fed they said actually it's revealing of their own symptoms that statement reveals something about themselves they said because you're supposed to feed babies but adults feed themselves And they said, so we feed babies every day. But adults, when you go home, you don't need to eat just Sunday and Wednesday. You need to eat Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, and Sunday again. Well, how can I eat if I'm not here? You feed yourself. 
That means you get your Bible out. That means you get down on your knees and you start talking to the Lord and you open the Word and say, Lord, talk to me through the Word. I want you to speak to me. I'm telling you, if you will honestly and openly come to the Lord, I believe He will talk to you. He will feed you. There's been many times that I have been in my personal devotion. I have been blessed just like I went to church. I felt the Holy Ghost. I spoke in tongues. Amen. The presence of God moved in. God's word spoke to me. Oh, Brother Axel, I don't think I, I thought you were supposed to do that for us. And that's why you're hungry. That's why you're not being fed except just when you're here. Amen. Adults, saints of God, people who are spiritually mature I'm talking about, you need to learn how to feed yourself sometimes. You need to have a walk with God. You need to have a personal devotion time. You need to have some time when you just say, Lord, here I am. Here I am. Here I am. Our problem is, is sometimes we do all the talking and when we're done, we say, thank you, Jesus. Goodbye. Have a great day. And the Lord's saying, I was waiting on you to shut up so I could talk to you. I had a few things I wanted to say, but I was waiting on you to get done. But you didn't take time to let him talk to you. Is that making sense to you? We need to spend some time letting him Visit with us. After all, I, I, I'm sharing something, and if you if you if you've heard this, it's all right. Amen. They say a therapist. A therapist is when one person stands there and sits there and talks to the other. They're giving you therapy. They're talking to you. But a relationship is when you talk to each other. Amen. Isn't it something? We're, 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 just, we're just looking for therapy. And he says, I want a relationship. I want a relationship. I, I want some. I, this is a two-way street here. Hallelujah. The Lord gave you one mouth and two ears. Somebody said that so that you'd spend twice as much time listening as you do talking. Take time to hear his voice. I'm hungry for him tonight. Can you say amen? Would you stand with me? Praise God. I love you, Jesus. I wonder who just come stand up here in the front and join me as we... Pray together. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. The most important thing taking place is the preaching that saves us. Oh, God, help me. Keep me saved, Lord. Keep me saved. Keep me saved. Keep me saved. Hallelujah. I want this foolishness of preaching to save them that believe. That believe. Thank you, Jesus. I love you, Lord. I love you, Lord. Oh, I worship you. Would you just begin to praise him? Hallelujah. I love you, Jesus. I love you, Jesus. I want more than just my symptoms. 
treated, Lord. I want more than just an aspirin to take my temperature down. I want more than my aches and pains to be masked, Lord. I want to be healed. I want to be delivered. I want to be set free. I want a change in my life. Lord, it's that dividing asunder. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Lord, it's that discerning of the thoughts and intents of the heart. That word of God. Lord, that's quick and powerful and sharper than any two-edged sword. Oh, God, let it be at work in my life. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Let it be at work in my life, Lord. I want to be saved in Jesus' name. I want to be saved in Jesus' name. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Work on me on the inside, Lord. Work on me on the inside, Lord. Keep me pure. Keep me holy. Oh, Lord, if there's anything, Lord, that you see in me, show it to me and help me. Because I know I can't make it if I'm not ready, Lord. And I must be ready. In Jesus' name, in Jesus' name, in Jesus' name. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. I love you, Jesus. Oh, would you lift your hands to the Lord? Let's love him. Jesus, we love you. (laughs) Hallelujah. Hallelujah, 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 hallelujah. My Lord and my God, I give you praise. My Lord and my God, I give you praise. I give you praise. I give you praise. (laughs) Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. Oh, you're everything I need, Jesus. You're everything I need, Lord Jesus. Hallelujah. 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 Thank you, Lord, for your blessing. God, I give you praise. I give you praise. I give you praise. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. Thank you, Lord, for your blessing. In Jesus' name, in Jesus' name. Oh, I give you praise. Hallelujah. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Oh, we worship you, Lord. We worship you. We worship you. We worship you. Hallelujah. We worship you, Lord. We worship you, Lord. We worship you, Lord. We worship you. We worship you. Praise the Lord. One of you could pray for somebody near you if you can in a permissible way. Jesus, I pray, Lord, for my brothers, my sisters, oh, for friends, for family. I put them in your hands tonight. 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 
I put them in your hands tonight. Oh, God. You know our struggles, Lord. You know our struggles, the things, Lord, the matters of flesh. Oh, God, the matters, Lord, that has an internal issue. Shine your searchlight of heaven. Lord, help us that, God, we can deal with the matter and repent of it and get it out of our lives. Lord, we must be ready. We must be ready. We must be ready. You know our hearts. Oh, hallelujah. 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 In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. Amen. 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 Praise God, praise God. Praise God, praise God. I wonder if you would just turn to your neighbor and this is, you're not going to, you're not going to tell them about them. You're going to tell them about you. You're going to say, I know Jesus loves me. Would you do that? I know Jesus loves me. I know he does. I know he does. I know Jesus loves me. I know that. I know Jesus loves me. Praise God. Praise God. Praise God. Oh, isn't God good? Hallelujah. Didn't you? I, I feel something lifting just right then. Some of you needed to say that. Hallelujah. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. Here's the thing. If he loves you that much, if he loves you that much, he's going to do everything he can to make sure you make it in. Praise God. Praise God. Praise God. Praise the Lord. God bless you. Love you. Amen to God. Amen to God. Even prayer that the Lord would help you. I hope in the next couple of weeks we can finalize an amount. But if you want to, if God's put something on your heart to give, we're, we've got a little work we want to do. One, we're preparing for revival. We need some good revival offering. But also, our goal is, I hope, to be able to transform our entry foyer we want to transform that and make that more accessible for guests and 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 greeting and we've just got some great plans that we're making and uh, uh, we also want to buy some baptismal robes we need some more we're getting ready to baptize folks amen we want to be ready we want to be ready. God's going to fill people with the Holy Ghost. Amen. We're going to be doing some uh, some changing and and uh, getting some things ready, setting in order teams that are going to be working the altars and getting the 
the names and all the things that we need to do for follow-up and helping people to get into discipleship classes after they're filled with the Holy Ghost. I tell you, folks, we need to be ready. And so is it all going to happen in this revival? God only knows that. I don't know when it's going to happen. What I feel is get ready. I just feel like we need to get ready. And so let's do that together. Can you say amen? The Lord bless you. Greet one another in Jesus' name. You're dismissed in Jesus' name.